The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 70. How important is research in the sports industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. My goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports science. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Tim Hustlebury. Tim is a sports scholar where he specialises in motor neuron science in sports and exercise. Very recently, he has started a podcast show with Chris Kerr called The Dugout Debate Podcast, where they both discuss about important topics and issues in modern day sports. It's a must listen if you are a student studying sports at college or even at university. I can happily say that it's great to have Tim as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Tim will share his sports career ambitions and explain to you how important research is within the sports industry. Tim, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Okay, well, I guess it all started back in 2012 when me as a young, fresh-faced man went off to the University of Birmingham to go and study um, sport and exercise science there. And honestly, I... uh, I got into sports science sort of by accident because I had originally applied to do a physiotherapy degree, um, but unfortunately I, d- I didn't get through the application process uh, with the unis uh, from that. Um, then Birmingham came along and they said, we've got some spaces on our um, sport and exercise science program if, if that's something you'd like to do. And I thought, yeah, sure, why not? So I, I visited the uni. The course looked really cool. I mean, they had lots of different options as to sort of modules that you could choose, um, going deep into physiology, psychology, a bit of biochemistry, that sort of stuff. And I thought, yeah, this is great. Um, I'd, I'd love to come. So I rocked up in Birmingham and I just thought, well, I, I was there for the first couple of weeks and um, all the stuff we were covering was just really, really interesting and right down my street. And I thought, well, I've definitely made the right decision here. Just going back, though, when you're at college, what inspired you to go into sports science or even physiotherapy? What For students who are thinking about UCAS and thinking about doing sports science degrees, what gave you the incentive to do that at university? Well, ever since well, since about like three years old, I, I've really, really had a passion for the human body and how it works. And my mother, my mum told me from about two, I was asking, oh, where do babies come from? How does this work? How do muscles work? And that's not something a normal two-year-old does. I was a bit of a nerd. Um, and, and ever since then, really, I've just sort of looked at elite athletes and gone how how on earth do they get so prepared how are they so much better at running a 10k than i am it take me a good hour then they, they can do it in sort of 30 odd minutes and really that that did inspire me to go and learn okay how how do these guys do that how can we train the human body to be um really at the pinnacle of what's possible absolutely this is one area i found fascinating as well 
in your opinion, going back to when you're a fresher, what attitude do you need when you're studying a sports science degree? That's a very good question. I think you you have to be open to the variety of modules that you're going to experience because I, I wasn't quite as aware that psychology would be such a major part of my degree. I thought it'd be very much sort of get in the lab, do some physiology, that sort of thing, maybe have somebody run on a treadmill and make some measurements there. But um, this is this is partly due to ignorance on my part, but I think having a, a nice open mind can really steer you in in directions that you never thought you would go. Um, for instance, my my sort of latter uni life or ended up I ended up doing sort of motor neuroscience and that sort of thing. And if you'd asked me when I'd arrived at uni, would you do anything to do with neuroscience? I'd have said, "What are you crazy?" So <laughs> yeah, really having an open mind is 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 incredibly important um, for, for any degree, whether it's sport or whether it's um, anything else absolutely would you mind explain to the listeners what you've done with regards to your masters yes so i did uh, well i've just handed in my masters by research which is effectively um you just do a thesis you do research and a thesis on a, on a particular topic and uh, i ended up doing this because my third year dissertation on my third year project i ended up working with um uh, a lecturer who whose field was in neuroplasticity and neuro neuro rehabilitation, which effectively is just um, uh, studying how the brain changes um, over time or how it changes as a result of a stroke and how you can get that back to um, or a, 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 a brain disorder uh, and how you can get that back to no- to normal. And I really loved doing the research in that lab. It was great. Um, the, the stuff we were doing was really interesting. It was very technical, quite difficult. I thought I could definitely see myself doing a bit of research in the future. So why not get on and, uh, and do a master's by research? May I ask what you learned from that experience? Because I find that really interesting, what you've just said. Okay, so um, point of third year, I was getting towards the point where I've sort of had enough of being taught. I'd rather learn, if that makes sense. Um, and going away, sitting down, reading papers is is actually quite a lot of the stuff that I love, just independent learning, going off and doing your own research, coming up with your own ideas rather than being sort of spoon-fed. Um, not, not, that, not that uni is a spoon-feeding exercise, but I, I you know, I got to the point after, what is that, I don't know, 17 odd years of education where I thought now I need to be the driver of my own learning. Um, And so I I started doing this dissertation and it was me and one other person in my little um, lab group doing this particular experiment. So there's there's not really anyone to sort of bounce loads of ideas off. And in the world of research, I think you – as long as you can back up your opinions and they make sense logically, then then anything is sort of fair game. Um, and I really, really liked that. And I thought, oh, well, I, I, I've got a view to doing a PhD, so why not just uh, take a step into it, do a master's by research and see how that goes. Tim, what you're really talking about relates to today's main topic. How important is research with regards to the sports industry? Well, uh, <laughs> I would say absolutely vital to <laughs> to the sports industry. Um, I'm a big believer in evidence-based 
whatever. And I think that's not a surprise given my my current and recent background. Um, really, all the major drivers that have happened in uh, in the world of elite sport have happened as a result of good research into the field. We're talking um, just uh, just off the top of my head. Some of the stuff that I've been doing recently um, is is in the field of concussion, and really a lot of the stuff that we've learned. Uh, has been as a result of the research done into it by by the specialists in the field and now sort of pretty much everyone around the country has at least gotten some idea that concussion is a bad thing 15 years ago when the research wasn't really as um well it wasn't being done quite as much almost no one in the public really had much of an idea so um it's important uh, in terms of right at the top of the elite level, um, getting those marginal gains, you know, with with certain strength training programs, kinesiology programs and that sort of thing. But it's also very important in sort of a health and welfare setting for the athletes in the future. Say, for instance, uh, research into how to best recover from ACL injuries, how to um, avoid further concussions or detect concussions and that sort of thing. I couldn't agree more. It just shows what you've just said, that research is applicable to different fields of fitness elite sport and it's finding new perspectives of positive change out of interest now what have you been up to recently okay so um, most recently after I've, I've finished my um uh, well handed in my thesis i've uh, set up a podcast uh, on the vein of uh, ed bowers can do a great podcast so why can't i <laughs> um so it's called the dugout debate podcast and essentially what that is me um obviously with my sports science background and uh, a good friend of mine from school who uh, is interested in sports journalism uh who currently works for a premiership rugby team uh, in their communications department um we decided that Although there's lots of there are loads and loads of really really good podcasts out there, there are some quite major issues which are sort of glossed over, and that you, you really have to go looking for a specific podcast on something very specific to find out some good information about it. And I thought with critical um, development that you get at university, it sets you up very nicely. And in a research environment, it sets you up very nicely to be very critical of the information that you read. And therefore, if people have a topic that um, that needs looking into or it's not visited quite enough, um, the skills that, that I've picked up and Chris has picked up have allow, allow us to really look into the depths of a particular topic. So, for instance, the first podcast we did, that was on concussion. Obviously, I've got a good background in that as well. But Chris, Chris also had to go away. He had to find the right questions to ask. And he also has to know quite a lot about it. Um, while I'll never profess that we're experts in what we're talking about necessarily, um, the research that we will be doing is thorough. We'll be going from every, every angle to to make sure that the, the information that we give over the podcast is as clear, as concise and as, as meaningful to the real life situation as it is. Would you mind explaining to listeners the type of topics? I know you've just said you've done your first one on concussion. It was brilliant. Would you mind just giving the listeners a taste of other topics? Yep, absolutely. So uh, we'll be doing one to do with um, the recent spike in transfer fees and the issues regarding financial fire play in football. We'll be doing um, a life after sport sort of podcast. Hopefully we can get um, somebody who's experienced in that. Um, one of the big topics that we came across at uni is that uh, elite athletes really, they can struggle after they finish their careers because they're only sort of 10, maybe 15, 20 years if you're very lucky years long. And um, 
these guys might have sacrificed an education, um, sort of other skill development as a result. So there is now a sort of growing field as to how do we uh, sort these athletes out so they can have nice good careers in the future and just keep their lives going after sport. We really want to look at doping because obviously we've just had, well, fairly recently we've had the world championships and all the controversies surrounding um, Justin Gatlin and, and all the booing. Um, and I think it's a very uniquely British thing to, to uh, <laughs> with what happened, happened. Um, so we really want to look into um, it, are the punishments enough um what more can be done at an education level and all that sort of sort of thing um yeah that that's sort of the the direction that we will be going but there, there are plenty more in the pipeline that's brilliant just on a personal note tim reflecting now how has your sports science degree supported you with regards to the work you're doing now on your podcast show my my degree it was very very good uh, theoretically and sort of uh, giving you the the right skills that you need to go and Go and really look at uh, information critically, and that is a, that is an absolutely valuable life skill, regardless of what you're doing. Because there's so much, there's so much out there. Um, but really, what is what is true, what is reliable, what is accurate? Um, and I really do think that that my my time as a researcher, in terms of um, develop, developing those critical faculties, as well as really developing my skills and as an independent researcher, but also as somebody who can work with lots of different types of people. Say, for instance, um, we were involved with quite a few elite athletes, and that that's that's one uh, one end of the spectrum. And then some of the research I did was with those with neurocognitive deficits, such as uh, such as people with stroke. The types of communication skills that you need to interact with both sets of people are very different. Um, so I think I, I really grew up as a person while do, while doing both degrees. I mean, if you ask anyone from school, is this Tim that left sixth form or college the same as the one that you see in front of you now? They probably they probably wouldn't recognise me, regardless of the fact that I've grown a beard since, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tim, I know it's been over gosh ten years when we last spoke. Just looking back to that two-year-old kid and seeing him now, what have you enjoyed so far from your life journey, looking back? Well, a lot of it. I mean, um, university was probably the best experience of my life, and I think that would be um, uh, a sentiment shared by by many, many people. It really is an opportunity to sort of just be yourself, grow and grow up. It's a clean a clean slate. You can define yourself however you want. Um, you can learn really the cutting edge of whatever field that you want to go into. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to do sports science, but, you know, medicine, English language, English literature, maths, all of this type of thing. It really is an opportunity to explore the thing that you love the most. And I, I really do. I did love my undergraduate degree and I did love my master's degree as well. Yeah. I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview, Tim, where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university first year students who are starting out with their sports science degree? That is another brilliant question. Um, I sort of changed my attitude a little bit compared to school, but it really was jump right in and work hard and enjoy every second of your degree in your university experience. Um, you've chosen to go to the cutting edge of sport or whatever other degree that you, you want to do, um, where you get to see the true capacity of the human body at the highest level. Um, and this this really excited me. And I think that that's the case for, for a lot of people who, who want to do a sports science degree. And just a little bit more generally, um, I think it's vitally important that you just take every opportunity that comes your way to enhance yourself academically and non-academically. I mean, I, I had lots of opportunities just to 
do weird stuff outside of my degree for instance i became um the men's dodgeball coach at, for for the university team there um i was also a student representative at, at various different levels as well as other sort of um pay stuff um and i think that just grasp every opportunity that you have with both hands don't be a yes man but say yes to as many things that you know you can commit to and i think you're 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 on the right track tim that is great how can people interact with you um well i'm all over social media um you can find me on twitter at tim hustlebury 94 or on my linkedin at just timothy hustlebury um or if you want to check out the the podcast that's at at dugout underscore debate or dugoutdebatepodcast.com. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Tim, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ed. What a great interview by Tim. On this podcast show, I've interviewed a range of people in different sectors of the sports industry who have a large amount of work experience within the sports industry. And for me... Tim is just about to start his sports career journey and to hear his enthusiasm about research in sport and sports science is so important to highlight. Relating to today's main topic, there is a clear indication that sports research has an impact to the sports industry going forward. But more importantly, that if you're studying a sports science degree, hearing Tim about his experience and how he's applying it now is so important to understand. Because for any student out there who is doing a sports science degree or sports business degree, your education can have an impact to the sports industry going forward. But the most important element to take on board is how you apply it now with regards to your own self-development and your own sports career ambitions. So I really do hope you took on board what Tim was saying during this interview and apply it to your sports career journey going forward. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker so you can discover your career ambitions in the sports industry. Tim said, Have an open mind and take every opportunity which comes your way to enhance yourself academically and non-academically. So say yes to what you really can commit to and you'll be on the right track.